Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. This is a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like a roast on Sunday, but we have more stuffing. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she, she's back. Uh, my name's Miranda. <laughs> she's back. Lynchy in the building. Uh, my name's Miranda Kane. And I'm Dame Bibi Lynch. And coming up, we are going to be talking to someone who, um, well, she's going to give us a few diet tips of a very different nature. Hello, my name is Christine DeLosure. I'm a licensed acupuncturist specializing in sexual health and author of Diet for Great Sex. Welcome. Can I just, and I'm sorry about my face. I've got no makeup on. I can't bear it. That's <laughs> okay. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, sexual health specialist and author of Diet for Great Sex, Christine DeLosier. <laughs> that's good um how are you great yeah i'm great uh again happy to be on the show um oh, I, I listened to your show and i just thought it was brilliant it's you know so funny and and you guys are great um who's your favorite was, out of me and Miranda? <laughs> <laughs> well, you me that's, that was quick <laughs> and then i'll tell you that's <laughs> i usually say that's the end i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was a well personal done. record. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, team. Um, Christine, <laughs> let me, I'm going to read you a bit of your book to you, which I know, I know authors <laughs> love that, but I think this is great. So hot sex, Miranda, write this down. Hot sex is within the biological design of the human body, but that won't come naturally unless we care for it. How do we ensure that our bodies experience optimal sexual function at any time? The answer lies in the very foods we eat. Really? So it's foods. It's not hormones. It's not stress or depression. It's foods that important. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, um, we think of great sex as an experience of the mind. But physiologically, it's exactly, it's when our hormones are in balance. It's when our nerves are firing strong, rapid impulses to and from the genitals. And it's when our blood vessels are bringing adequate blood supply. And food affects all of those, you know, all of that uh, trifecta of great sex. Um, and it has, there's some foods that have quite an immediate effect on um, this, on those parameters. And, uh, and of course, long-term, um, eating well will boost that, you know, uh, in the grander, uh, in a grander way as well. So you don't just mean aphrodisiacs? Oh no, absolutely not. So let's take, um, one of the most magnificent foods for sex that you can, you know, that, that exists, spinach. Uh, you know, spinach addresses that whole trifecta. Do you not like spinach? <laughs> well, I mean, I love spinach. I but I, no, I, love, I wouldn't have put it up there. As well. I thought you were going to say an aubergine at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very unfortunate choice of words. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about geoduck or aubergine, hot dogs, anything like any of those, you know, phalluses. I'm talking about... Um, <laughs> Like uh, spinach, you know, so spinach has a lot of zinc in it, which does things like helping uh, reduce cortisol levels, uh, which helps balance testosterone. And we know that that's important for male and female sexual uh, pleasure and sexual function. It also um, makes our blood vessels more elastic, so they deliver more blood flow. And that is seen within a couple hours of eating it. There are measurable 
improvements. Of course, eating, eating like that every day over long periods obviously has more benefit, but you can see blood vessels working better um, in research a couple hours after eating spinach, just because of the, um, there's a couple of things in there that do that, um, the high nitrate con, you know, content and um, some other things. Um, and it also uh, helps um, strengthen nerve conduction as well. Not like in the immediate, that's more like long-term eating. It, it helps, um, you know, make nerves fire more strongly um, and more rapidly to and from the genitals, which directly equates to pleasure. Miranda, are you trying to make an olive where oil joke start? here? Where do you start? I'm just Lucky trying to figure woman. out, where do you start by like meal planning or looking at these vegetables and trying to figure out which one you should have? Okay. So, well, you know, there's, there are lots of different things that are great for sex, but if you wanted to make one change in your life that would lead to probably the most powerful and significant benefit, I would say it would be trying to have a big leafy green salad for lunch every day and add in either a baked yam or a baked potato because you get the um, high potassium content, which also has both a short-term and a long-term benefit to sex. Um, so add that, and that's that's going to be a big, huge boost um, in your, you know, for your sexual health. What a yeah. salad and a baked potato? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> deal, <brilliant>. right? <laughs> no, that sounds really easy. Stick that in the oven and chop up some spinach. Great. You can right. do that. <laughs> I, I do have one um, uh, thing to pick with you, though, because I've read on your blog that you were recently standing up for mushrooms. Yeah. And I'm just not sure. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm, oh. I'm sorry. Mushrooms are a fungus. <laughs> sell, sell me mushrooms. Okay. Well, you know, the only... I. <laughs> See, I wish you were right in front of me because I would have made you no, what you actually I had. Now, I had the enhanced version <laughs> of this this morning um, because I was coming on your show. So chaga is a mushroom um, and it grows, it, it embeds itself in birch trees and it emerges as this like big black knot. Um, it looks kind of woody. You chop it up. Now, and I know I'm not selling you just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. No, 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 that is take my bra off. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, sticking out of a bit of birch, you say? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you boiled it up, and it it they actually used it as a, a coffee substitute during World War II because it tastes delicious. It's tastes has a vanilla flavor, and so I boiled that up this morning, and um, and then you can make it into like a chai, you know, chai latte. What I do is I put a little almond milk, I put some fennel some um, cinnamon, cardamom, and uh, some almond milk. And actually, um, I also, actually, I have it right here. I know that your audience can't see this, but this may say maple syrup, but it's actually a, it's actually bourbon cream that I added to my chai, um, my chaga chai this morning. <laughs> so I actually drank that. It tastes just wow. like Starbucks. And how do you feel straight after? Oh, it's great. You feel, yeah, you feel good. It's loaded with antioxidants. It's loaded with um, anti-inflammatory substances and, uh, you know, elements that strengthen nerve conduction and, and uh, improve the cardiovascular system. So it's absolutely wonderful. And if you hate mushrooms, it's like the best way to get them. And it's so versatile. I like that because I'm with me, the mushrooms, it's the texture. Like I just, I don't like the texture of it. So 
yeah, smooshing them down into a into a tea. That sounds like um, that's a bit more doable for me, Christine. I think <laughs> I think we can I can get on board. Just yeah. just deal with you, Christine. We, before we talk about other other foods, because honestly, this is I'm I'm so excited about this spinach, especially. Um, I love cream spinach. But let's talk about that in a minute. You know, aphrodisiacs are are any of them proven to do what they say they say they do? You know, I sought to kind of explore that topic um, with research because everything in the book, um, I just looked um, look at, looked at the medical and nutritional research to see if there was evidence to support their efficacy. And um, with aphrodisiacs, surprisingly, there's a really huge list of ones that have been studied and have had positive results. Now, mind you, most of the ones that do have positive results, there's like two or three studies to support that. There's not like, you know, dozens and dozens of, of them, but, you know, they're not you know, pharma doesn't pay for studies on aphrodisiacs that, that are, that are natural foods, you know what I mean? So, so they don't get a lot of, uh, a lot of research, but they do have a few of them. One of them that has a ton of research is saffron. Actually, um, they've tested saffron with, um, animal and human populations and have lots of studies to, to support that they increase libido, stamina, and all other, you know, a few other dimensions of, of great sex. Another one was cloves, which I particularly like because um, I like cloves. I love adding it to, you know, all sorts <laughs> of dishes. But, but there, there is a list of them. There's, there's a list. Those are two that had more research. Um, but there's, yeah, there's, there's about... 30 or 40 that I came across that did have some research to support their efficacy. Kristen, have you ever heard of um, a dish called button soup? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Miranda, Every do you want to explain? Time. You explain. Oh, <laughs> button Button Soup is a BB Lynch production where she basically gets a bowl and sticks in. Um, have you heard of Cadbury's buttons, like the the sweets? So it'd be like Cadbury's buttons. It'd be a load of shitty chocolate, basically, like M and M's, loads of Hershey's, some Hershey's chocolate. Uh, occasionally, like chunks of God knows what. As long as it's got high chocolate. <laughs> content okay. it mm. makes it into button soup and mm. that is i think it's i can say it's one of the best aphrodisiacs i think bb lynch has ever come up with and she's come up with quite a few she will give a lot of <laughs> thank go. you thank you yeah <laughs> but chocolates chocolates an aphrodisiac isn't it so you know interestingly it's got a long history as an aphrodisiac there aren't any studies that that have proven it there's there have been plenty that have tried I'll to show one. that it was yeah you you know well i i wouldn't wouldn't mind throwing myself up there for one of those studies too <laughs> but i still use it to pleasure um but not not in um you know the aphrodisiac kind of way so you know it's just like because it just tastes so wonderful um and goes good with everything <laughs> but I mean, of course, Montezuma used it as an aphrodisiac, you know, and he had, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of wives that he would supposedly pleasure every single day um, and used coffee and, uh, excuse me, chocolate and vanilla um, before he would perform. Oh, see? I mean, that... <laughs> That kind of thing just makes me think the lady doth protest too much. Oh, you need a hundred <laughs> wives, do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. In the meantime, he's walking in with a load of chocolate. Come on, ladies. Oh, let's watch the next RuPaul Drag Race. Oh, oh yeah. um, a million flakes. How, 
<laughs> How did you get into this, Christina? What sparked your uh, your passion to start do- looking into all of this? I've always been passionate about diet and nutrition. And I started specializing in sexual health in my private practice, my acupuncture practice. I was treating a lot of uh, back pain and that sort of thing. And one of my patients came in one day and he asked if I could do anything to help him have stronger erections. Um, so I said, sure, no problem. And I, you know, squeamishly told him what I was going to do, which was put a needle through <gasps> his testicles in addition to some other places, you know, in the perineum. And I was so afraid he was going to look at me like I was a freak. And he's like, sure, you know, no problem, you know. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> and then he was so happy the next day. He, you know, had was able to enjoy a better relationship with his wife. And then I treated a few more patients who had really good results. So I thought, you know what, I'm onto something. Um, and I decided to specialize in that. And that was, you know, that was years ago. Um, so then I just kind of combined my specialty in my private practice with my passion for, um, you know, diet and nutrition. And I do kind of have a history in, um, in research. Uh, you know, I was trained as a research scientist, though I didn't enter a career in it, but I kind of combined that. And so I have reviewed, you know, countless clinical and epidemiological studies to, uh, to write the book. So that's, you know, that's where I came in. How does the book work? So it's a scientific and practical guide to achieving great sex for anyone who wishes to improve their sex life. So there's lists of these wonder foods, there's recipes, there's how, how, what do we get when we get the book? So the first half of it is kind of the science behind a great sex diet. You know, what kind of evidence there is, um, what, you know, there's medical literature, there's, you know, tr- nutritional research, what kind of, uh, I, I just want to make my case for why this actually works. Um, and we have some case studies and that sort of thing. Um, then we get into the kind of, um, traditional Chinese view of, you know, diet to support sexual function. And, and then, you know, we get into some, we have a whole chapter on aphrodisiacs and, um, then everything comes together in a great sex action plan to combine some of those things. So, and then the other thing is I was a counselor for 10 years, so I had to throw in some relationship stuff in there too. So, um, we, you know, talk a little bit about, um, being a kind partner. And then the, the last chapter is dedicated to pleasuring your partner. So there's a very long chapter on, um, fellatio and conolingus and, um, detailed instructions on, you know, being better at that. Cause we know there's some of us that aren't too good at that. <laughs> Not me, mate. I'm I mean, that sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like it could be a whole book in itself. An instruction book on conilingus yeah. and fellatia. It has to be a pop-up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> talking of men if we must oh christine what do you think so i've been watching last night i couldn't sleep and i watched the whole series of a a bbc show called uh, dr foster and don't tell me anything about series two if either of you've seen this i haven't seen it yet and um but basically all the men in it cheat do you think men always cheat i know this is going off topic a bit but i have i can't stop thinking about it no but i'm just asking do you think men always cheat do you think men always cheat christine Okay, so, uh, okay, I have two minds on this, honestly. I have the one mind that says, um, no, of course not. You know, any reasonable, you know, people who have, um, who have integrity, they don't cheat on their partner and, you know, you work towards something. And then I think, well, you know, and then I think, well, 
if humans were meant to be monogamous, wouldn't they be doing more of it? You know, wouldn't they be, you know, not cheating more, you know, if we, if we, if it wasn't part of, you know, kind of how we're made. So to answer that question, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I know my man's not going to cheat on me, but you know, but, (laughs) but who knows about everybody else? (laughs) That's because the spinach, (laughs) because we're all about the spinach. Let's get back to foods. You know, the wonder foods, give us some of, of these foods that are great then. And are they, are they the same for men and women? Yeah, absolutely. So they, you know, the, um, the trifecta of great sex, you know, those three components of great sex is the same for men and women. And, um, well, one thing we should talk about just to preface that question is, um, the understanding that blood flow is really important for female pleasure. So we know that for, for male pleasure and for male function, we need adequate blood flow. Um, what most people don't realize is that, um, female pleasure depends entirely on blood flow too. So when you get reduced blood flow, like in the case with sometimes like with type two diabetes, or even people who don't have any necessarily any diagnosis, um, when there's reduced blood flow, there's less pleasure, you know, difficulty achieving orgasm. And just because the, um, nerve in, and the blood flow are both kind of related. Um, so there's lots of superstars, um, that, that will address either some or all of these, but, um, Things like one great thing is potassium. Most of us get too little potassium in our diets. And what this does is it wreaks havoc on our blood vessels. So um, human beings used to take in about 10 times as much potassium in their diets as they did sodium. Now it's just the opposite. We take in about 10 times as much sodium as potassium and it wreaks havoc on the blood vessels, making them stiffer. It um, creates these these, um, deposits on the arteries and all sorts of things, but um, it's so easy to just add a little bit more potassium. You, it's they're found in baked potatoes, yams, which is why we talked about you know salad with a baked potato or yam, squash, bananas, bananas mangoes, yeah, bananas, mangoes. But surprisingly, uh, there's a, there's a short list of foods that have a lot of potassium. Um, it's not in everything, which is why most of us don't get enough of it. Is there a kitchen cupboard staple that you would recommend? Have you got like things that people can just take, should have, and could eat on the daily or every couple of days that's quite easy to fit into your diet? Sure, nice yeah, question, nuts. Miranda. Nuts are one. Um, you know, just eating a handful of nuts, walnuts, and <laughs> yeah, um, you know, both kinds of nuts. Um, you, can, you can mix it up a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so those those have been shown to boost uh, boost pleasure, you know, in sexual function. There's other things too, you know, if you want to take a snack to work, take some cauliflower or some, you know, um, broccoli. The cruciferous vegetables really um, help boost uh, boost sexual function by balancing sex hormones and uh, reducing inflammation, that sort of thing. Can I ask a really stupid question? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> whole career based on it. Um, <laughs> libido. Because I want to say to you, is there a food that makes you want sex? Not that makes sex better, that makes you want it, i.e. boost your libido. But then the thing about libido is, is that a product, a byproduct of sex being good? So because the sex is good, you want more of it. Both actually. Um, so the whole diet, the whole entire diet, the whole book is focused on boosting libido and boosting performance. Um, so all of the foods in there, um, 
will help with that. By balancing your sex hormones, you'll definitely get a boost in libido. So things like, um, you know, the, like we talked about the cruciferous, we talked about some of the mushrooms, we talked about um, the leafy greens, you know, all of those help balance sex hormones for optimal libido. The more sex you have, you, you do get um, like a short-term boost in testosterone. So by having sex, you get a boost in testosterone, which means that you will have higher, you know, libido, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've got a quick question about preparation. What's the best way to to serve them or to to make them? Is there is it better raw or? Yeah, yeah. There's a debate on that. So in traditional Chinese medicine, eating raw food is considered to be damaging to the digestive qi, um, whereas modern research shows that raw is better. So it would be the other way. Oh, yeah. Modern yeah, research exactly. agrees on that. So modern research says that it's better to eat everything raw, you know, all, at least your fruits and vegetables, you know, the vitamin and mineral content is higher, but of course, you know, the, the TCM argues that, um, uh, you know, steamed or lightly cooked vegetables are more digestible and therefore you can extract the minerals a little bit better. So it's still a debate. Um, it's still a debate, but modern research says eat your vegetables raw and fresh though, but very fresh. Mm. I know it's great that you've written this book and you've researched this book and fully and you've, it's been a lifetime's mission. But, you know, you could have just written a book about vodka. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> do you know what I mean, Miranda? Just, <laughs> just a couple of shots of vodka jelly book. Yeah. <laughs> do, um, do the foods that we need to give us great sex change as we get older? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Um, I mean, I think... Your whole life, you're going to want to have really have as much antioxidants in your diet as, as you can, because that again, the whole trifecta of great sex, it it, it helps it, it it helps your nerves fire more strongly, just protects them from oxidative damage. Um, so that's lifelong. You should be having them as much as possible. But there are certain nutrients that, as you get older, your your body may not absorb as well. Well, it's okay. I'm in my thirties right now, but I need to know that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> when I maybe hit 54. <laughs> Speaking of research, though, Christine, do your friends get suspicious of you when you invite them round for a dinner party? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's got the spinach out. Oh. Well, you know, I did, the last time I had a dinner party, I did slip a little Spanish fly into the, the people's food and then I tried to use that to blackmail them afterwards. Um, nice. you know, indiscretion. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, actually, I, I didn't do that, but I believe it was King. Um, it, was, it was one of the kings of France whose um, wife did do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I'm still reading no. from you, you sticking acupuncture needles in a man's bottom bits makes me makes me so anxious so you know men you know they cheat so if if our um I I am really upset about this um so another thing about libido is finding like a matching libido isn't it so if you're um if your partner wants too much sex, what can we give them to slow them the fuck down? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can give them McDonald's. You know, you, you put them on the bad sex diet, you know, loads of fat, you know, loads of salt. <laughs> I've got to say, that's my diet. I'm horrified. That's where your button soup is doing you wrong. <laughs> it's doing me wrong. It's all doing me wrong. It's so bad. Um, when was the book out? So it's come out now, October? Yeah. 
Yep, October. Yeah, it's amazing. It's such a brilliant thing. It what's, sounds what's so a, interesting. Yeah, it yeah. sounds super interesting. Give us um, a three course meal menu. So starter, main, and pudding. That would be the that would boost our libido and make us have the best sex. Okay, so what would yeah. we have for starter? So um, a starter might be uh, beet juice. Uh, get the blood flowing. It'll get the, it'll raise your nitric oxide levels in the body, which brings lots of blood flow. You could do celery juice or beet juice. That would be a good um, a good starter. Okay, and you can give it a nice mm-hmm. green leafy salad. Um, you can then for the main course, you would have, uh, one good thing would be, uh, maybe some wild salmon, some grilled wild salmon with some, uh, acorn squash sprinkled with some cloves and cinnamon on it because you've got the high potassium, um, in the acorn squash, which has been shown in research to, um, improve blood flow within a couple hours. You got the omega threes, which is similar. And um, for dessert, you would have um, some berries, uh, which have uh, substances in them, which also improve um, improve blood flow very soon after eating them. Uh, so it's you know it's it's not um, it's a very fruit and vegetable focused um, focused eating you know way of eating because you get you know you get your antioxidants, you've got all your phytonutrients that just really go to work um, on you know improving your body sexually can we put some pastry or yeah, custard around some it, of it <laughs> <laughs> but that makes it more accessible to everyone doesn't it so it means that vegans and gluten-free diet and you know if you're um on paleo or whatever like that yeah. just sounds to me like if it's a fruit and vegetable you can't go you know you can't right. be that picky about it yeah who could argue it's... about the vegetables you know that nobody mm. nobody says yeah. vegetables are bad for you <laughs> Well, I've got another yeah, question. Yeah. So you know, um, you know, apparently asparagus you can uh, in a man's ejaculate, Miranda, um, it makes it taste <laughs> horrid and smell uh, horrid. I'm I'm asking Christine that's the, the scientific. Wee. It's the wee. It's the wee. What's in it? What do you have that makes ejaculate nice? Is it strawberries? Mm, I don't know. Pineapple. Um, I, there's your next. Oh book. no, pineapple makes it nasty. Does it? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Where's you know, I don't know. Diet? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's been any <laughs> research on that. I'll have to look. I'll help. <laughs> we'll help. <laughs> Your guinea pigs for that one. I'm so, I'm so sorry. After yeah. all of that, that debasing yeah. question. I'm of sorry. What, makes, what makes spunk taste? <laughs> I'm so- taste nice. Just we're better than that. We are better than that. Talking oh. of spunk, we we do send our regards to your um president so diet for great sex is out now <laughs> in the old one the, the orange the one, one not the new the one. one yeah <laughs> yeah diet for great sex is out now in paperback and ebook from all good bookshops and online retailers for more info go to dietforgreatsex.com thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much thank for having me it's been absolutely brilliant Hey, Miranda. Yes, Bibi. Do you fancy a little dinner date? <laughs> I fancy a big dinner date. Like, I want to go to her house for, for dinner and see what she tries to slip you. Oh. <laughs> Whether I... I know. <laughs> 
I mean, that puts your button suit to shame. A little bit upset about the button suit because it didn't get the credit or respect it deserved because the way you summed up if I, <laughs> if memory serves, and my memory's not great, so I, didn't, I might need something for that food-wise, was you saying she just put some Cadbury's <laughs> button in a bowl? <laughs> Uh, you yes, awful yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> isn't it? It's super interesting. And, and do you know what I love about that? And this is what I should have asked: is are you able to undo the damage that bad diet would have done? So this whole thing that you know it used to be potassium, sodium. Now we have more sodium, mm. more salt than potassium. Can you? rectify stuff rather than just just boost you know what i mean can you undo damage oh yeah i expect you i expect you can because it, food doesn't stay in your system you know it all comes out what do you uh, mean you know from us it comes out of our mouths but like, <laughs> it doesn't you know it just <laughs> you you eventually shit it out don't you so oh. it's you know it, it can it whatever you you don't have what's in your system from when you were like two years old so no, but I, I think, think it, it can it totally do. rectify yeah I'm not a scientist I don't know but I'm gonna say yeah anyway I'm gonna you know give it a go <laughs> mainly okay. mainly because it means you can have as many baked potatoes and bits of smoked salmon as you like I'm I love, up for that I love baked potato would that um yeah. would you would you get this book would you would you kind of explore this fully um I would if I was having sex with someone or if I felt like I needed a bit of potential. But the thing is, is that I haven't had sex with someone in what feels like since the last century now. So I am up for it no matter what. Like they can be eating Burger Kings and McDonald's all day long. I don't need, I don't need no spinach to get me going right now. (laughs) You do think that Olive Oil, she knew what she was doing, didn't she? (laughs) Makes me want to watch those cartoons all over again. Um, my name is B.B. Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols for Metro.co.uk. And if you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with the triple X at the end and Instagram without the triple X at the end. Just a normal X, like normal. Just a normal X. X marks the spot. Um, oh, my spot. Look at that. Moira. See, I need food that gets rid of spots. And so, anyway... Um, if you've got a sexy question, a query, and we're going to do a listener special where we're going to read out some of your dilemmas and we're going to give them really, really quite a lot of thought, quite a lot of respect. And we're going to give them, <laughs> we're going to give them the respect they deserve, they which deserve. is fuck all. Fuck so, all. Um, get in touch anyway. We want to hear all your embarrassing stories, any dilemmas, any bad dates, any good dates. Have you had a, have you had a happy ending, my darling? In which case you can tell us all about it. Uh, just email info at sexpods.co.uk and we will see you next week. God, let's hope so. 